The Shutdown Full Cast. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Full full send. Notes of uh, vibrato that are coming in over time. It was operatic. Half mast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I enjoy enjoy getting us off of the right note because tonight on the Internet's only college football podcast, we are going to explore a mystery, a conundrum, a riddle. Which is, what is this magic surrounding Cincinnati, Ohio, that it has suddenly, for the year 2022, become the football capital, all right? The mecca for this fine gridiron sport. Why, why has Cincinnati managed to corner the market on football excellence? We have brought in an expert for this. Jane Koston, say hello. Hello. The rest of us, uh, our usual roster, will introduce ourselves in turn. I am Spencer Hall, live from Atlanta, Georgia, with a yelping hound dog next to me here in the Shutdown Full Cast Studios. Across from me is Holly Anderson. Hello, Holly. Hello. And then uh, from beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia, in his rocking chair, as always. Framed in golden hues. Jason Kirk. Hello, Jason. Yeah, I really don't know where these rocking chairs came from. They've just always been on the porch. <laughs> I could not possibly t- uh, tell you their uh, their origin. I feel bit. like they were issued to you. I feel like that just sort of happened. I mean, I it, feel like th- Jason was born and returned home, and they were like, "Take a load off." <laughs> like I have never uh, opted into rocking chair. It's just it was here when we got here. That's all I know. And why would you get rid of it? It's a chair that moves. But only a little. It's it's clat like this. You want to move a lot, okay. then you're somewhere else. That's a car. So, the I noticed something. the The funniest part about going to yet another new Bucky's, which I got to do this weekend, and go to the Daytona edition, is seeing that the Georgia ones are indeed the only ones without the outdoors gear. <laughs> like every other state, there's an outdoor kitchen set up. Like you might go outside and exert yourself, and then get an animal and then clean it and cook it and you might Fuck need that. supplies for that no georgia georgia's like uh, we georgia, know in that little entrance in georgia it's like here's a cornhole table yeah, they do. it's a cornhole table that's up on it hand to god it's a cornhole table that's up on sticks so you don't have to bend over so far to pick up the beanbags yeah it's a long way down there georgian why don't you just pick you it up me where to it is? work for my food <laughs> public sucks yeah. for eight dollars that's all the work i'm doing even the Daytona one, the Daytona one had the full outdoor kitchen set up. And I was like, oh, God, they really did the research, didn't they? And they were like, yeah, Georgians don't actually like going outside or doing anything wildlifey. So we're I even lazy by Daytona standards. Yes, you're lazy by Daytona standards. I'm so glad you brought that up because let me explain my favorite thing about the Daytona infield. We were there for the Rolex 24, which is the 24-hour endurance race, but regardless of whether it's that or the upcoming 500 or something smaller and less interesting, 
Daytona management has an aggressive level of disinterest in whatever kind of personal vehicle you want to bring in. If I had thought about this ahead of time, I would have made a scavenger hunt. But if it has wheels and you can move around on it, they just let it in. It's beautiful. Yeah, Jane, this is the full libertarian infield. I actually mm -hmm. thought of you when I was in there because There's I was like... There's a Datsun racing truck parked nose to nose with like a Mazda concept car from the early aughts. It was 34 mm -hmm. degrees uh, at around 2 or 3 a.m. So people were starting the kind of fires that you don't do in a pit. There were people mm -hmm. who had nice artisanal fire like pit setups. Fires. No, there were people who like had... Train hobo fires from yeah. the 30s. Who had straight just been like... I don't see anything against bonfires. I'm going to dig a hole. Like digging a hole and making so a fire in the Daytona infield. you were no at like a Daytona either. Hooverville. Like, kind yeah, of? We, we, it, was, it has never been that cold, which actually pretty... I'm, I'm writing about this for Road and Track, so there will be a story about this in the magazine in a couple of weeks. But they, like even in wind tunnel conditions, they had never tested the cars at this temperature. None of them. Yeah. And... It, it thankfully did not descend into enough humidity to create, like, frozen mist at 3 in the morning, which was the worry. Because, like, hey, what happens if you put racing tires, which, via the rules of the race, you're not allowed to warm before you put on the car? What happens if you put them out onto black ice at 200 miles an hour? Now they know. Thank they you, do. Daytona. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it was a blast. We're going back next year, all of us. It was a lot like, imagine if you could do, like, Burning Man in, like, second gear. Ugh. If you could do Burning Man no, in second gear without good. the pretense. And there are showers there. Yeah, mm. and there are showers. And nudity is nudity is to be kept inside the campers yeah, okay. at best. A weirdly, weirdly small amount of weed. Like, I think that's the first outdoor event I've maybe ever been to in my life in Florida that smells more like cigars than weed. Oh, that's interesting. It is weird. Yeah, that's... Like it's confusing to the nose. Hmm. That's... Um, I wanted to open the ceremonies this week with um, important news from Bensalem, Pennsylvania. As we know, Pennsylvania, I argue, is the funniest state. Like, it's wow. the funniest. It's... Yeah, by, by far. That's, that's a big claim. You've said, you've but, said this but, before. Right. Yeah, Philly, easily, probably... Like, I think that's our funniest city by far is Philly just in terms of senses of humor. I think that's just what you get when you get a place that has the influences of Penn State football, uh, a love for contact sports, the Eagles, the Phillies, and on top of all that, um, a fondness for making pools out of dumpsters. That's just that's just the greatness that Philly offers at every single turn. That's um, not funny. That's art. It, well, speaking of art, in Bensalem, Pennsylvania, there was a 40-person fight. A 40-person fight in a Golden Corral. Why? Because they ran out of steak. Because they ran out of... Yes, yes, Holly has a question. How... What was their plan for procuring more steak via fisticuffs? Uh, that's how it works in Minecraft. Once you punch someone to death, then their body is steaks. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so it looks this like is this is uh, right outside Philly. Mm -hmm. You know, they said closing rural hospitals map. in the Steel Belt was going to produce medical innovation. And by God, they were right. It's a 40-person fight. How do you decide to be number 40? How do you, How see do you decide to be number eight? <laughs> yeah, I that's how like a rumble yeah. works. 
The last because, one in has the likeliest, the best chance to win. Because it's the buildup of massive brawls. It's like when you watch like South Korean parliamentary sessions that turn into massive brawls. Like there's a decision making mm-hmm. process where you go from two to three. Three, I guess, I, I always presume that then you go to five. You go to five, mm-hmm. one more person adds in. It's how you go from six to seven that I don't understand. Because six people <laughs> fighting seems like it's sort of like, you know, it's like a golden ratio type situation where I'm like, this all mm-hmm. makes sense. Everybody's even. You got somebody to fight. Mm-hmm. Then there's like a seventh person who's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take all of them. But like, <laughs> imagine that in South Korean parliamentary terms. But like, that's the question I have. It's like 50 somehow I'm like, mm, okay, you saw 49 people fighting and you were like, well, this seems wrong. And you have to go in because you need even. I get that. But mm-hmm. it's the seventh person who starts fighting. Like, who was seven? Who sees six people fighting and is like, I can help? I think the, I, the, the math thing for me is once you get to 22, because at that point, I mean, we watch 22 people fight each other uh, all, all, all the time long. It's true. Mm-hmm. From that point on is when the math goes crazy for me, because we already have a regulation football game. What are the rest of you folks doing? The key number for me here is five, because you can have one person takes a swing and it's fairly easy for me, a veteran of a whole lot of football internet fight videos in a whole lot of stadiums, it's very natural for me to, ex- to imagine one buddy trying to pull one person back and one buddy trying to pull the second combatant back and becoming embroiled themselves. It's that second, it's that second tier where person number five decides, I am the arbiter of both of these fights now and inserts themselves and starts swinging on everyone. This is what this to me is where the cosmic plate tilts. I think you can be number 23 in a fight if you run in saying I got too much Bama in me. That's it. You can That's be the true. extra man on the field if you mm. say I got too much Bama in me. It's perfectly acceptable. I also love this, by the way. Do you want to know how you show that you are about it in life that you are not to be fucked with at any turn? Fight and risk a felony and serious injury over Golden Corral steak. I don't mean steak. This is my additional question. Did they think that steak would be produced if they fought long enough? Okay, okay. If you eat enough enough steak, you're better at fighting because blood makes makes your muscles grow. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. once you fight, you are better at creating steak. So looking at the CBS CBS Philly, (laughs) it says uh, (laughs) more than 40 people are in the fight. <laughs> um, my favorite, I love this uh, former employee Dylan Becker. Former, uh, so he was like called in, like they they called him, and you got to see this shit. <clears throat> he didn't even work there. It's just the, the crew at the Golden Crow was like, Dylan, come check this shit out. <laughs> and Dylan, Dylan, Dylan says, likes quote, a good steak fight. <laughs> Dylan says. I've never seen nothing like that in Golden Corral before. And I love how uh, specific it is because, I mean, if you're from Philly, you've seen shit like that. But at Golden Corral... I, I, I also appreciate the work of Alex Rios, another witness, who said it began because he received his steak before another person who was in line first. But then he explains, I had a rare steak, which is a lot faster to cook than a well-done steak. That's why I got my steak first. Yes, Alexis Rios, you did, because you got made a good decision. Imagine waiting for a well-done steak. Ordering rare beef at a golden corral. Oh, that's why they were mad. I mean, have you ever 
Have you ever been at a table where there are, you know, six or seven people eating and the steak is the meal if it's like a steakhouse, right? Because that's like default expense account meal is, I don't know, let's just go to a steakhouse because guys have no taste. Let's go to Ruth's so, Chris and cheat on our spouses with some farmer reps. Um, <laughs> said, that's what mm, Chris farmer is. reps. Is it? <laughs> farmer reps. <laughs> well, I, I need, to, I need <laughs> to get to know a good farmer. Do you know a strong one? Not a farmer, a farmer, farmer rep. Reps. A farmer, yeah. No, that's what it's called when you, um, well, you know, you press them, so to speak. So it's a yeah, oh yeah. Rep. Then you're doing this the farmer. Is preceded rep. by a farmer's carry. How yeah. many reps? <laughs> how many reps you doing that farmer for? I rep old Windmill Jones. Windmill my Jones, he's the strongest farmer best. in South Dakota. <laughs> I set my farmer personal best just last night. After the I'm sorry, I can't Chris. stop thinking about this Dylan person. Like the phone by his bedside rings, and he picks it up, and there's no answer, and it's still ringing. And he opens the hidden drawer in the nightstand, and he Dylan. pulls out the special phone. Dylan, you gotta see out. this shit. He pulls the phone out. He pulls the second phone out of the locked drawer, and he's like, "It's time." It's I time. really assemble. hope, by the way, assemble. I want to be this person in people's lives. I want people to call me when they're like, "Dude, there's a 40 person brawl at the steakhouse. Call Spencer at your former. He's gotta see this shit at your former workplace, like when." <laughs> yeah, the the, there was a 40-person brawl at Vox Media, and we were all called in to watch. Good one. That would be... I, I'm that sorry, I'm now trying to, think, I'm trying to think of how that would have worked, and it would have involved the SB Nation Vox News brawl. That could have never happened, but man... It would have been still, fast. No matter who wins, we all lose, because anybody who touches... It's poop hands. <laughs> that man's got hands. He's got hands. He's oh. definitely Jake just got hands. From an I think, but jug. the Warhammer term for that is plague boss. He's a plague boss. <laughs> Do we have to cut all this? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she hasn't right. said a thing. Sorry, right. we'll, we'll work on this. Um, Jane, welcome to the show. You, Hi. you said that you wished people would call you. When things like this happen, we it's kind just to come of watch, have... just to yeah. come watch or to participate. Okay, watch. Okay. But we kind With of an have option. a we kind of have a see something, say something program of a sort going on in the full cast Twitter mentions. Because uh, I I need to now uh, first of all thank you to everybody who sent us the Golden Corral fight. There were a lot of you. Uh, we were extremely happy to receive this in time for taping, and now I have to bring you to another news story that was sent to us by alert readers um jason and spencer may already know this so jane and cerber buzz in if you think you have reached the point in the headline where you can complete the sentence all right you ready mm -hmm. suspects sorry this is from uh this is from nbc mm -hmm. suspects in vandalism incident that stranded zoo ride passengers are <laughs> San Diego-based Marines. Ah, yes! The Marines are back. And the, the Marines are back. And they are still perpetrating attacks. They are, they are on, still awesome. They are still perpetrating attacks on wildlife. Just willy-fucking-nilly. <laughs> <clears throat> is this like is this like this the marine story that i heard where this guy was like yeah i had to tell a dude that i'd seen his wife's butt and he's like well where did you see my wife's butt and they're like yeah it was basic when we were tasing each other for fun and she she thought that'd be the easiest place so that we did that and the dude was like oh yeah that's understandable that's cool that's hurrah <laughs> 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 simplify baby <laughs> um this is by the way i want 
one thing though no, no, because no, no. you didn't hear about the incident do you please. Want to hear about the incident yes go ahead all right uh four people between the ages of 20 and 24 arrested for felony vandalism uh and i guess they put vandalism in here because they didn't have a better idea for what happened what happened was people were riding the sky gondola over the zoo, mm -hmm. and these four Marines started rocking the gondola back and forth to such violence <laughs> that I guess it triggered the emergency systems and it caused the whole ride to stop. <laughs> and so everyone was just stranded in the air until See, who do right. you rescue when the Marines are the ones that have stuck the sky? Is this I would is I would just also like to say for? That I've been thinking deeply, you know, I think a lot about criminal justice reform issues, but that's the death penalty mm -hmm. right there. If you do that, <laughs> and a thing I am on, I'm sorry, you got to go to forever jail. Counterpoint. Yeah. Counterpoint. Counter <laughs> forever what jail. If, what if the carceral state is just the gondola? Gondola. Just the can, can, can I offer it? I think it I, is just a gondola. <laughs> can, I, can I say a few words in defense of my clients, these American heroes? <laughs> <laughs> Who bravely served our country. Um, Please do. Just two words, in fact. Just two. Just two words are all I need. Dudes rock. Literally. Nah, that's I'm right. going to acquit. Jonesy, I'm going to fuck that giraffe. I'm going <laughs> to fucking rock this gondola so hard that giraffe's going to fuck me. <laughs> that moment, that terrible moment where they realize where what's happened. Like, Dude, I think we fucking broke it. No, we didn't. Fuck them. We got to jump. We got to get out of here. Is this like a ski lift? Because if so, those things are hooked onto a cable mm. with a mechanism that does not wrap all the way around the yeah, cable. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're, it's like yeah, Bush Gardens. The, yeah. the upside down boy who went over the swing set. That's the that's yeah. what, that's what Marines are. You know, they were thinking of jumping, too. They were like, listen, yeah. if we can get to the ground, maybe if we can chain off, I'll hang on to you. You hang on to me. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and then we what, the we'll do, what we'll do is once uh, all four of us are hanging, <laughs> we're, we're, we're dangling. We'll have a chain there. We'll fart. Uh, and then hold still. And then whoever's on top, they'll climb down. And they'll be hanging from whoever pulls <laughs> forth. And we'll keep doing that until we reach the ground. <laughs> I would also like to note here that... Um, they were stranded for nearly two hours, and it stranded over 100 passengers. So, also, I'm looking. I'm looking at pictures of this, and they would have been stranded, um, like fuck high up in the air. I would have. I would have. I would have lost. I would have. That's that's a war crime. That's a war crime. No. That's a no. This. They gotta go to military. You gotta get a JAG involved in this. That's a war crime. Oh, That's military to, crimes. You're sending them to war jail. Yeah, war jail. Got a JAG. Get JAG involved. JAG gets involved with that, right? If you want, I, I just started watching a... NCIS Hawaii so that I can be in touch with the people. So I feel like I'm pretty well. I understand what's going on here. JAG. That you was know, a the show. Marines love drove yeah, these so much. We should just send these to Gitmo. So this they is over. This is too. this is over a zoo, right? Yeah. Yep, so sure is. So the real possibility of them not only considering, uh, not only considering San their Diego options for Zoo. exit, but also also looking at the animals below and wondering if they can take them. That was oh, a yeah, genuine yeah. consideration After dropping here, down, right? You're dropping down like fifty to sixty feet. So you yeah. drop sixty feet and then fight a lion. Yeah, I could see this. After mm. we, after we, uh, after we enter tactical infiltration and then egress upon neutralization <laughs> of the lion. <laughs> Light work, bro. Light work. I yeah. did. I did work. lift four eighty. Yeah, I got. And this. then we'll just climb back up here and keep rocking. <laughs> and eat our fucking lion steaks. That's what we'll do. Yeah, bro. We can start a fire in this thing. It'll be fine. If Jonesy, haven't Jonesy, taken... Jonesy, we're stranded. We're gonna, we gotta repopulate the earth, bro. <laughs> 
Hold still. Hold still, bro. <laughs> you're you're a nurturer. I think you should have it. It'll work. I swear. Look, that's what the line. I love you, mean. Jonesy. I fucking if love you, If you haven't man. partaken of Hand in the Dirt recently, I highly recommend the episode where they had Amanda Mull on. And I don't remember what brought this to her. Maybe she was talking about her dog, but she was talking about how she really loves animals. And Mike Felder, without missing a beat, goes, what animals do you think you could fight? Um, <laughs> I feel like the man missed his calling occasionally. <laughs> the yeah. best is that the images of this sky ride, by the way, are just, just all... just a gondola. It's just all smiling families. It's just like, yeah, yeah. And then in one of them, four meatheads who are like, bro, I'm going to kick that orangutan's ass. <laughs> gonna beat its ass i'm gonna beat its orange ass so hard they'll be orange on my foot i just want to be clear here of the animals you could have referenced not an orangutan not in a hundred years no and no orang- the oh. reach oh but, if, I... but a marine would think would disagree oh no a marine's mm. no a marine's like no they, bro that's like work they would be Built incorrect different. sorry they would disagree no, i got i got a low center of gravity i'm gonna charge in like a cannonball at yeah. his ankles what he he, he doesn't have fucking legs orangutans don't have legs they'd be like orangutans, don't have, orangutans have legs they'd be like no they, legs man they don't know any fucking brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah, they're built like Dr. Robotnik. There's yeah. just a I'm rocket just imagine, under there. If you're, imagine being it. like a 40-year-old Sumatran orangutan. You've seen things. <laughs> you've seen things. You've done things. You're going to do things to that Marine. It's going to be like Island of Dr. Moreau. It's going to be like you're going to – the Marine's coming out of the zoo like I'm, I'm never going back. Get ready to super your die, motherfucker. <laughs> Jane, Jane positing the existence of a saw orangutan is my favorite thing that we've done in a while. Oh, let's play a game, Marine. <laughs> Bro, I mean, we got to avenge Jonesy. Do- you've upset Dr. Chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Chuckles had to leave Indonesia. He's not here because we stole it from the jungle. He's here because he was extradited. <laughs> He's the only orangutan ever convicted of human trafficking. <laughs> With the Hannibal Lecter mask. <laughs> That's the one I want to fight. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> he was an arms dealer. No, I don't know how, but it worked. Um, <laughs> but, by the way, Steakhouse, like I had one rogue Steakhouse thought, you can fight at a Golden Corral Steakhouse all you want. I want to go to a Steakhouse and just start like a really nice one and start taking everyone's steaks off the table and see how long it takes to fight because the harumphing of the dudes, right? Bro, don't touch my steak, bro. Don't touch what's it. Just, just start Dudes, don't them. touch dude's steaks, bro. <laughs> All right, I have a map. The Skyfari West gondola line flies over, begins in the northern frontier section of the zoo. It flies over something that's pretty small that I can't see. Some kind of, well, this could go one of two ways. It's either a northern, like a northern Siberian tiger situation. Oh, or no. It is. It's some kind of northern quadruped. It might just be like, you know, a deer or something, like a mountain goat or something. I got but either that, way, bro. bad. Panda exhibit, second. That's just going to be smelly if you fall out. Honestly, the aviary in Treetops Way might be the real low key night. Never mind. Never mind. The next stop is Hippo Trail. Oh, <laughs> absolutely where this, absolutely where this happened. That's absolutely where this happened. And those hippos. Oh, oh, oh God. This they just were gets- waiting. Okay, hippo is bad, and we all agree that hippos are the animals that you want to fight, but here are... They shouldn't have put the gondolas here. It was real dumb of them to build this zoo so close to a military base and then have the gondolas fly over in order. The hippo habitat, either alligators or crocodiles, I can't tell from the photo, 
the monkeys, indeed, and something called Tiger Trail. Then Reptile House before landing. It's just a, I believe the Marines would call this a target-rich environment. (laughs) You know, though, the the Marines got stranded over the pandas, and they're like, yeah, we can kick those ass. Like those like animals ass, that's fine. Pandas are nothing. But you know that like some little kid got stuck over the hippos, right? And they're next to the mm-hmm. Marines. And they're like, hey, can you guys fight the hippos? They're like, no, you're dead if you go down there, bro. Hippos yeah, are savage. The, the one animal they respect, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make me feel better and comfort me. No, bro, that hippo will kill you. We, we, might, we might all be dead. Well, just you only, mainly. We'll be fine. We got the pandas. Um, this is uh, our opportunity, by the way, to conduct a little bit of uh not just business but podcast business podcast business what's that business podcast business it's a business with the podcast and it's got a gun oh my god it's a panda with a gun he's chasing a marine oh, and it's far dangerous than we thought he was toppling pile of notebooks uh, <laughs> po- yeah, you, that's betty. right betty that's right podcast business this week uh hey holly Hey, Spencer. Wait, what were you doing in Daytona? Where's that going to be? What's happening? I already said that part. It's oh, yeah, going to yeah. be a story in Road and Track Magazine. Betty, goddammit. It's going to be a story in Road and Track Magazine, available where finer magazines are sold. Um, they go to press in like five days, so i got to finish this story pretty quickly. Um, and there's going to be a little notebook emptying session about it, uh, including more talk about the personal vehicles and the different types of smoke we encountered on channel six which is our little subscription newsletter situation over to pastor jason who has some fairly new content of his own to share well on the vacation bible school podcast we have made our way to the book of joshua which is the book that has war stuff that is uh how do i how do i tease it without without ruining it uh fake Let's just say that. It's all bullshit. Book of Joshua's bullshit. It's the first book in the Bible that I'm like, no, this is fake. This is a lie. Um, I will bend over backward to, to uh, defend and believe pretty much anything in it except for this. Book of Joshua. Wall Jericho. It's all bullshit. Um, but tune in as I work to uh, to convince you of all these things. And Emily as well. Um, it's, a, uh, it's a good podcast. Those of you who have not checked it out yet, there is no... Uh, I'm not going to do a like uh, guilt and shame type joke there. Because, like, that's that's what you get in real church. We don't do that here. You should listen because it's good. That's all. It's a great podcast. Jane has been Ooh. on. <clears throat> yeah, Jane, I know another good podcast. Maybe you know the same one. It's called The Argument. It's from the New yes, York Times. Is. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's it's cool if you haven't. You know, whatever. It's very niche. I think it's sweet um, of you to lend your voice to classing up the New York Times. Finally. That lady... <sighs> She needed it. Um, I host a podcast. It's called The Argument. You should subscribe. Um, I, I am slowly working in more sports references and just increasingly like, you know, a little onschlussing of sports into the argument, which is challenging to do. But, <clears throat> you know, like invading Czechoslovakia when you can. Why don't you? Um, I just hear you triumphing over adversity and being rewarded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would also highly recommend Jane's uh, newsletter. Yes. Which you can sign up for, where, yes, you do a noble job working sports into it. I have appeared in said newsletter along with many other experts. Um, it, Paul Feinbaum just stops by because that's how Jane's got it. Just mm-hmm. Paul Feinbaum stops by to kneel at the altar. Jane so, doesn't break him over her knee because she's merciful. That's right. 
Um, he, 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 was a, he was a delightful guest um, who kept reiterating how he has said nice things about Michigan. And I was like, congratulations to you. Good job. I, you okay? Sounds like um, Paul scared. Well, when the only time I've ever met Paul Feinbaum in person, it was outside the Popeyes in uh, Atlanta's airport, which I think is like where you would run into him by law. Wait, mm-hmm. which one was Terminal B? Uh, yeah, Terminal B. Ooh, um, that's the abandon all hope Popeyes. That's the Bo Bice Popeyes, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. His his was at the gates. Okay. Yeah. All I know is I was extremely happy to see that Popeyes. What I don't care. It, oh, my hope was not abandoned. But yeah, so I saw him in person, and it was interesting because it was like Paul Feinbaum might be. I I often think that there's like this weird bell curve of celebrity where at a certain point you're like too famous for your own good and you can't interact with any humans. And weirdly, I think Paul Feinbaum might be edging like he's super, super famous, but he's not famous enough for people for him to like stay away from the people. So he has people coming up to him all damn day and like no one's trying to stop you or get in your way. Mm -hmm. And he handles all of it. And I'm like, you know, like. There are people who are correspondingly as famous in their field as he is, and they have like 15 bodyguards. But Paul Feinbaum's just wearing a slightly too baggy suit, being nice as heck. Yeah, he's also dude famous, which I find is a very, very particular and unmanageable kind of famous, because a lot of times dudes will just think we're hanging out. They'll just say, oh, well, I've met you. Now we're hanging out. You get this a lot. <laughs> yeah. And at one point you have to say, I have to go into this bathroom <laughs> and into a stall by myself. They're like, oh, and cool. We poop. Yeah. You're, they're like, cool, bro. I could, I could be next to you. Do you need a hand? We can, like, we can get through this. Yeah. It's a, it, like I watched one time. I've watched Scott Van Pelt at the Masters walk around as a civilian. So behind the, like, not behind the ropes, like out on and the fairway. Can't do it you can't do it. You cannot. You cannot, because there are so many guys in quarter zips who want to come up and say, oh, Scott, listen, I just respect what you've done for this sport, and you're such a consummate professional. Mm-hmm. Like, it's b- being dude it's famous. It's that voice, is, uh, too. I, I once met, um, this is a different profession, but I once um, met Chris Hayes, and someone came up to him, and it's that exact voice, like, hey, Chris, just w- really want to say I uh, listen, really I appreciate your show, yeah. and I really, uh, really think that what you're doing is... And it, they, they had this whole, like, meeting of bros, and I was like, what is happening? right now it is that glory to god post game voice yeah it is very weird they will talk to you if it's if you get the particularly respectful guy which i don't get which i'm very happy right like most people come up to me and they're like sup asshole you're like hey (laughs) (laughs) like i'm used to that right so you don't get the like your your tweets changed my life and like that kind of thing (laughs) no no i get like i get like dude you look even more disheveled in person than you do on tv Like, that's what I get. When and, you said the entire state of Ohio was sweatshirt fascism, I felt that. Yeah, yeah, bro. No, I don't get the lowered voice very often. I usually get dudes who are like, hey, what's going on? Um, you know, do you want a mop? You know, like, that's that's really... Do you want a... A mop, right? Okay. Like, like looking over at the mop on the wall and just handing it to you, being like, hey, something weird. Like, I get the weird, okay. which is a really great kind of famous, actually. Like, mop my guy. little internet... Mop, yeah, to be the, the person that gets offered random objects, right? Oh, I thought you meant they were asking you to join the custodial staff. That might be the case as well. Okay. You know, and I'm listening, frankly. Um, I am uh, my current podcast business. You can find me over at 
Channel 6. I might be doing Debatable on Thursday, if y'all want to. Debatable? Debatable. That's an online show for ESPN with uh, Pablo Torre and company. I might be a talking head on there on Thursday. I think we managed to work that out. So I might be on there Thursday. Um, and you can find me on this, the Internet's foremost stake brawl podcast, the Shutdown Fullcast. Tune in to the so- Shutdown Fullcast, folks, to find Spencer Hall. Oh, shit. Y'all, there's another news story. Oh, did we forget one? <clears throat> another fugitive Crystal Cruises ship flees to the Bahamas <laughs> with 400 passengers aboard to avoid seizure in Miami after parent company goes bankrupt and pays, fails to pay for millions in fuel. The parent company is the same company trying to sell Miami Day to $770 million monorail. This is the greatest company in the world. This is wonderful. Ah, anyway. This is a second vote under arrest or whatever? This is the second. I don't know if they've arrested the first one, but a second one has now like turned away from Miami and made a run for the Bahamas with 400 people on board who just wanted to go home. So the first the boat, boat was, is now a ringleader. The yeah. F- yeah. Or the first boat was gunned down by police in Miami-Dade. Hang on. And the, the second boat is coming boat to avenge arrest. it. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly the plot, Jason. The boat's yeah, bring it hell with me. God, it would be terrifying to be I pursued by a cruise ship. The, I do not see the. Okay, the most recent version of this story says a cruise ship is trying to evade U.S. arrest at sea, buddy. Aren't we all? Yeah, same. Oh, goals. Boat goals. I'm just <sighs> trying to evade arrest on the big sea of life. Truer words. Um, I just feel as if wouldn't being like, I feel like being pursued by a cruise ship would be like being pursued by like a giant Imperial Star Destroyer in that like, yes, it's very scary, but I feel like this entire chase must be taking place very slowly. Yeah. All you have to do is turn 90 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. I saw enough of speed too. I think I could handle this. The the cruise ship chase is the last Jedi chase where the two ships are like eight feet apart, (laughs) shouting at each other. You know, we brought up Justified in the last uh, in our last discussion of Crystal Cruises because Raylan is based in Miami and there's a U.S. marshal apparently stationed at the docks ready to arrest this boat uh, the second it comes in. But do you remember in I think season two the incredibly slow speed foot chase between the elderly uh, senior U.S. Marshal Art and an elderly criminal who is dragging an oxygen tank and Art can't walk so they're just kind of like shuffling after each other (laughs) carrying guns like that level of that level of mobility. Spencer has gone to feed the dog because she will give us no peace. Yeah, both of the puppies so we have a box that was underneath the couch that contained other boxes for reasons and the puppies attacked it with such vigor that they tired themselves out and that's why when you have puppies or dogs or i assume like very Mm. small children up to a certain point you just to be like you just got to keep like falling back it's just like Mm -hmm. you know you can have these fields and burn down these barns and at a certain point you'll get tired and fall asleep right right they found their waterloo under the couch yeah yeah, they're good. Love yeah, they're they're they'll they'll be dead asleep for like the next hour. I'm just really hoping though that like I, I've been trying their circadian rhythms are like generally they can sleep through the night. It's just at six o'clock in the morning they experience a crisis of the self, 
and they really want someone to come look at them. You don't really need to yeah. pet them or anything. They just want to be looked at just to make sure mm-hmm. that they still exist. Yeah, I confirm confirm I am still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Sure. Been there. I get that. One ping, please. Jane, what manner of puppies are these? They are lab mixes, uh, and Ooh. we think they might be lab husky mixes because they have heterochromia, mm. so they have different color eyes, mm. um, which is they are extremely cute. They are also small animals um, with the digestive tract that is six in- inches long. Um, yeah, they are they are very small. Um, they are rescued. They were brought up from Mississippi where they were in a rescued from an extremely bad situation that fortunately they have no memory of. Um, and they are going to two delightful homes in a couple of weeks. But for right now, they are sleeping. And they sleep in such a way that's like, it's like they worked all night in the like, picking stuff up and putting stuff down factory or something. And now they're <laughs> sleeping like... Like, oh, like the sleep of like the, when they sleep, it is like the most restful looking sleep you could possibly imagine. Like, oh man, they must've worked so hard doing nothing. Got a lot done. Yeah. They accomplished all their goals. We are here today to discuss, uh, again, the aforementioned mystery as to how- 45 minutes later. Cincinnati managed to become- the center of the football universe in the year 2022, first with the regular season and champion conference championship winning Cincinnati Bearcats taking college football by storm by making the playoff. And don't worry about what happened after that. Um, and then with the Cincinnati Bengals following this up by not only winning a road playoff game for the first time in the history of the franchise, but defeating the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game to uh, become Super Bowl participants. I hate it when our sons fight. How? How? how but I'm proud Jane, of both of them. This so, is this is so against everything that you have to know about oh, the world. Oh, it is. It is um, unmooring. It actually has gotten to the point that like I have seen Bengals Super Bowl merchandise, and it is like it's wrong. It's like if you see in other countries where they have sent the like Falcons won the Super Bowl t-shirts that were definitely mm-hmm. made and it's like oh like that's a thing that didn't actually happen ha ha no <clears throat> no this is all real Joey Burrow has brought the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl while proceeding to just give no fucks whatsoever the whole time not once not once at all not in any way does he care at all? And now, like, it is unmooring. And it's, it's interesting to see people try to treat it as, like, oh, it's this interesting thing. Because, like, you know, they made this big turnaround. They were 2-14, and 14, like, the season or two ago. And, wow. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, it's like if Burkina Faso becomes, like, the number two economy on Earth. Like, this is, this is, like, people are uh, – somehow I keep – I have many beloved NFL writer friends and they are great. And they keep trying to put this in terms that are like, Oh, this is a normal thing. Turn around draft. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is beyond the nature of space and time. It is above the concept of 
natural occurrence. I don't know what's going on here. I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid of it. Like I watched the end of the game <laughs> on Sunday in a Whole Foods because when the Bengals got down 21 to three, I was like, ah, like, okay, nature has taken its course. I see what's happened I was here. worried about you until I heard you had taken a walk. Oh, yeah. I took a two hour long walk in. It was very cold because I was listening to a podcast about classic Hollywood. Um, so I was Elite ex- dad move, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to take-, take a walk for feelings. It- yeah, it really helps. I didn't have any, like, there's no chores I could have been doing, so I just took a long walk. Um, and then I checked in on Twitter in the second half, and I was like, oh, it's like, okay, it's like 21 to 10. I'm like, okay, that's like, you know, you got to make it respectable. And then it was like 21-17. And then, or th- then the game was somehow tied, and I was like, oh, this is going to be even worse when the Bengals lose. And then the Chiefs get the ball back first in overtime. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And then there's an interception. And not just an interception, like a normal, like, bloop. It was like an interception, like a deflected interception. And then the Bengals kicked a field goal and won the game. And I just was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Like, it would be like if the Marines had fallen into the hippo area. And then they became friends with the hippo and decided to live in the hippo enclosure. And they were just like, no, we, we are of the hippos now. It's like, I you love know, you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I love you it was too, like, hippo. It had that level you, of probability. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do a real quick Georgia segment called How's Your Tahoe? Michael, how is your Chevy Tahoe? Chevy Tahoe's doing real, real good. I've been looking at them aftermarket taillights, but have not decided yet. I did get my Georgia Bulldogs 2022 National Champions um, magnet for the back of it, though. So it's gonna good, pop. Good. It's gonna pop going down. Going that's gonna down pop real. Good. That's gonna pop real good. Mm-hmm. Jason, how's your Tahoe? My Tahoe is spectacular. Um, it's it's just sitting. It's just sitting out there. We we hadn't needed needed it because uh, uh, we'd been taking taking the daily driver, the uh, the Hummer. So the Tahoe's just been uh, resting. Cause everyone needs to rest a little bit. You know, I'm from Georgia. We work real hard, really hard mm. as Georgians. And sleep hard on ice bags. So do our Tahoes. Uh, Spencer Hall, how's the Tahoe? Yeah, my Tahoe's good. Um, You'll notice, by the way, my Tahoe featured in... uh, I'm real optimistic about its longevity because uh, my Tahoe was featured in the preview preview for the Halo movie that Paramount's doing on streaming. Uh, There is, in one of the back of the fight scenes, a 552-year-old Tahoe. And it looks like it just, you know, looks like brand new. Additionally... My dog puked in the Tahoe this week, so um, I got to say, if I take a point down, we're, we're down a point. We got to clean it up, do a little carpet shampooing. But otherwise, I think it's going to be good enough to make it till Master Chief times. Folks, you know who can't answer the question, how's your Tahoe? Who's that? Marjorie Taylor Greene, who appears uh, via Roger Sollenberger reporting to have bought a $93,000 Buick or GMC campaign vehicle. Now... I'm not a mathematician, but neither of those looks like a Tahoe. There are no Buicks in that range also. So congratulations, first of all, to buying a big dumb truck with donor money, which uh, I believe is a dream we all aspire to, but Mm -hmm. gotta see that Tahoe, babes. Uh, Now I'm gonna return to a question for Jane Coaston because Mm -hmm. when we said when we had a mystery Bengals guest on today's show, I'm guessing by the tenor of these questions, everybody believes that this is going to be Jane because the very first question is, 
what military leader most resembles the Bengals over time? Hmm. Oh, my God. Um, well, it needs to be someone who is trash. Okay, who was good and then trash for so long that you forgot that they were good except in lower. And then has suddenly made a massive turnaround. I feel as if, like, I don't know. Is is this kind of the, the Ulysses S. Grant story of somebody who is just, Maybe? like, a tr- just sad and pathetic and then somehow made it, like, you know, by being wily and angry somewhere out in the West, which in the Civil War, the West is like Tennessee. Um, maybe, it, are they the, the, which also then makes me think that their presidency is going to be disappointing for me, but that's <laughs> neither it's, here nor there. It's like, yeah, that, that drunkard is president now. <laughs> that's kind of the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Yep, 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 yeah, the, the drunkard yep. that we all kind of like, everyone's sort of confused at, but damn it if that drunkard wasn't wily. Jane, can I go ahead and suggest that maybe he's Rokosovsky? That would be the guy who is taken away to prison, has all of his teeth pulled out, is tortured, beaten, left for dead, then called back at the last minute, absolutely kicks ass when you need it at the like last possible second. Also, th- th- this then again um, means that he uh, will then be betrayed again. <laughs> During the uh, Polish October of 1956. Also, there's a whole thing. <laughs> you about see the grand plan here. <laughs> I, I again, I don't feel good about where this ends for the Bengals. Um, I also will note that with uh, Rakosovsky, that there's the story that um, he, yes, he had his teeth uh, pulled out, but there is a story that he also had um, metal teeth put in, and that you yes. could see it in photographs. But because there was like a glint or something, it is biohacking. Unclear. It's unclear whether or not that was true, but as I remember, there were a lot of people who were like, well, I mean, it does seem like something that would have happened, which uh, that's the real issue with that kind of like Soviet purge era, po- like from like 1934 to 1947, and then even after that to Stalin's death, is that there's a lot of stuff where you're like, well, probably. Like, it's just the you know, rare... You- the rare- the rare intersection of Soviet generals and New Orleans rappers. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, anytime you tell me a Soviet general did something that, like, a 2000s-ish rapper would do, I'm like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, the great per Like, when you're just like, oh, we just have to murder all of the generals, you know, all of the most experienced people, and then we're going to go to war. Yeah, yeah, this is going to go fine. I'm sure it's fine. I heard Polish October, and I was like, a lot of folding tables lost during Polish October. Go Bills. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a... Hey, 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 hey. Come here. The... Uh, dogs on, dog dominance on all sides today. What are you doing? Um, this is actually... I think this is a unique a unique overlay of your hey, interest, hey, Jane. Hey, this is from hey. John Smack 220. Your airport is in Kentucky. How excited are you for us to annex you as well as if you are successful? Uh, yeah, that'll be cool. Because the nice thing about that airport is that there's another airport, and it's in Dayton. But if you fly into Cincinnati and you tell people to come meet you at the Dayton airport, everyone gets really confused for understandable reasons, because there's just CVG. Um, Also, when you drive up from CVG to Cincinnati, you come around this curve, and you see the whole city, and it's very beautiful. And you're like, oh, this seems like a nice place to be. And if you're me when you're 15, you're like, that's a lie. Um... (laughs) <laughs> One of the funny things about Cincinnati is that I grew up there. Um, my parents are there. My whole family is there. 
And it's an interesting place because I both very much enjoy it, but I am still getting to know it as an adult because um, I was going to joke earlier that my, my thought is that we are actually in a simulation and there's a famous quote Mark Twain gave about how when the world ended, he wanted to be in Cincinnati because then he'd have 10 more years. And nah. then I then I looked back and I was like, well, what was the Super Bowl in the college national championship 10 years ago? 10 years ago, uh, Alabama beats LSU in an extremely boring title game. If I, I believe that was Ugh. like the mm-hmm. that was after the nine to six game. That was the 21 to nothing national championship. It was the, game. That was the first title yeah. game I ever went to. It was the it was a sugar bowl that year. And the Super Bowl was the Giants beating the Patriots the second time with that Mario Manningham sideline catch. And so I'm like, oh, so it's like all of this is supposed like Cincinnati was supposed to make it to a hypothetical playoff adjacent thing in 2012. And then the Bengals were supposed to do all of this in 2012, but they just didn't because, you know, we were late. But now we're on time. It's just now that's why, that's why it feels so weird. They're, we're just like 10 years off of whatever was supposed to happen. Huh. Um, As the prophet yeah. foretold in that yeah, case. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But Cincinnati is also like, there's a, you'll note that there are a lot of people who now live in Cincinnati and they're like, it's a super cool place to be. But if you live there as a teenager in the early 2000s, you probably don't live there anymore. <laughs> And now people are like, yeah, it's fun. And I'm like, is it? Tell me more I, about this fun I, I think place. It's when you, I think it's when you come back as an adult and your interests are far more prosaic and you have uh, maybe far less hope for the world. Mm-hmm. Now neat cities to me are places where you go, oh, I can buy a house for less than a million dollars and the water only has so much feces in it. Those, like mm-hmm. My expectations for a city are so much lower than they used to be. Well, it just is like, you know... Now it's it's interesting now when I go back because it's people are like oh like there's this cool bar and I'm like I don't know anything about a bar but if you needed to find a smoothie in 2004 I could tell you all about how to do that um, you know I, I I could tell you the closest Panera to my Catholic high school in Blue Ash um, I could tell you that the high schools that weren't my Catholic high school were dens of iniquity because they were um, and everybody knew it. And yeah, no, it, it's a, uh, it's, it's real weird because it's sort of like, it's like if you m- moved away from like the country of your birth, there's a, uh, Jay Caspian Kang, he wrote this book about, um, Asian American identity. And he talks a lot about how his parents, um, uh, they moved from, um, South Korea and then moved back like 20 years later. And obviously South Korea, like a lot had happened in 20 years since like, you know, the end of a military dictatorship and all this other stuff happened. But his parents were like, whoop, we're like trying to go back the way it was when we left. And everyone in South Korea was like, what's wrong with you? And that's what it feels. It's like I, I moved away from the country of Cincinnati and the country of Cincinnati was like, cool, bye. And they like moved along and everybody did stuff. And then I go back and I'm like, what do you mean you changed something since 2005? That's where, that I, that's where I. That's where I left it. Why'd you move it? <laughs> he was like, I no, 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 no. This is where the United Dairy Farmers is. That's yeah. where it is, and you can't move it. I wonder if um, there's this thing where, like, everyone grows up, and if you don't live in a city that they make lots of movies about, you think, oh, my, oh, where I'm from is lame and bad, and yeah. then you move around the world a little bit, and you realize, like, every 
town is like 90 something percent the same. I guess my mm. town was fine, mostly. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. And I think that that was the thing though, is that like, it, I thought that like New York seemed like there were like imaginary cities to me growing up, like New York, Tokyo, London, like those aren't real places. Those are movies. Um, but then there was like Chicago, Chicago's real. And like this big Chicago's place. Chicago's a TV where you, movie. Yeah, it's like it's an accessible TV movie. It's like happy yeah. endings. It's like a good show that's going to get canceled too early. Um, <laughs> it, no, Unfortunately, it? that has not happened for the Bears. No. <laughs> no. Well, I, 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 I appreciate that their coaching search really appeared to. And I, I am a, I'm aware that this could have been a joke, but I can't tell if it was. But it appeared that their very, 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 very elderly owner just didn't want to learn any more names. So just went, was like, get me another Matt. And I'm like, I respect that, Virginia. You're 99. Who, like, I, I would never try to tell a 99-year-old woman what to do. Never. Hi. You're okay. You're okay. Uh, so, Holly, <laughs> you're, you're okay with Knoxville now. You're like, okay, it's like cooler. What? You think No. no? Where did you know? No. I don't ever go back there if I can help it. Yeah. Also, I, I try not to mention this on this. Uh, I had a terrible time in Knoxville. I was caught between if you went to Knoxville in the early, early at the turn of the century when I went to Tennessee, uh, we were kind of caught between two big economic downturns for Knoxville and in a period of time where there was just nothing there. Like there wasn't a movie theater anywhere within like reasonable walking or public transportation use. There was not even a grocery store on campus really. And I, 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 I go back to my actual hometown quite frequently, which I love because it is mostly woods and it is outside of Knoxville. And I don't really venture into Knoxville that much, but whenever I'm forced to, I'm like, y'all have, I get mad. I get mad that the kids are in school here. I'm like, y'all have stuff now. And you don't understand how lucky you are. You have stuff. We had to drive to goddamn Bearden to go to Kroger. Anyway, I'm over it really. Yeah. Cause I grew up, like the big city for me was Nashville and you would go, Oh, if you came back like 20 years later, you would think it was like, you know, you'd go, Oh, I see the upsides. And no, I don't. <laughs> oh, see when I was growing up, like the big city was Atlanta. Like uh -oh. this is where we would come shopping for prom dresses to feel extra fancy. Right. Yeah. Nashville's yeah. only gotten worse. And now I live here and I'm like, Oh God, I hate it here. So I don't know. I I'm, I'm not on any reasonable time track except just being cranky about wherever I am. Na Nashville is now trapped. Nashville is now trapped in like bachelorette hell, which is funny as hell to Very me that they were like, they're like, we, we want nightlife. Oh, do you? Oh, do you? Be careful what you wish for. Welcome to hell. Yeah, at least uh, Cincinnati just went with like, why don't we just put a lot of breweries in a place? And then it turns out that works out great. Yeah, it just is like when you just really lean in hard to alcohol yeah sure they're gonna be unintended consequences like your little bikey bachelorette things that people do in and then, like, places craft beer people think that it's okay to be themselves mm. and, mm. Mm. and you wind up going to like beer festivals and then there's a wine tent and you're like oh thank god Woo! <sighs> big relief yes. um but it, it it's appears to have it just it's interesting though because one of the other things about Cincinnati is that it's 
big enough that like stuff has happened, but small enough that like even local politics, there's kind of like a rotating cast of characters. Like mm-hmm. the current, let's let's double check so that I am not. Oh wow! Um, well, the current mayor of Cincinnati, it is like this. Okay, see, this is another thing. Like John Cranley was mayor in my head for like ninety thousand years, but um, now the mayor of the, the city of Cincinnati is a cool person named Aftab Purival, and I'm like, wait, wait, I'm sorry, the what now? We have a person okay. who is not, not like he was born in 1982. He is from Xenia. His mother is a refugee from Tibet. Um. He, he went to Ohio State, but, you know, whatever. That's okay. <laughs> Nobody's, no, look, it happens. So it did, happens like, in the best of families. So did Von Bell. So. I mean, this mm. all happens. Uh, let's see. He's He extended support for mobile devices for the clerk of court's website, which for Cincinnati is like, whoa. Ooh. <laughs> whoa. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you could get your court date information on your phone, I'd... Well, that, that's just, that's just nonsense. See, that, like, slow again, down, slow down, Cincy. Again, like, I, I, since that, again, it's a place that has continued to change. And then I'm like, no, I put you here. You can't move over there. But I do appreciate that while Cincinnati might change, my parents are still there. And they're still like, we went for a bike ride today. It was great. My dad saw the hawk again. There's a hawk that lives <laughs> in the neighborhood. The yeah, Cincinnati like, hawk. Yeah. He likes <laughs> to keep an eye on the hawk. Just see what's happening. All the pictures he's taken of the hawk on his cell phone are slightly blurry, so it's kind of like, is it a hawk? Perfect. Or is it a... Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect way to do hawk photography, as you know. You don't want to be able to see the hawk too well. That's no. that's, that's That's how it's they like trick a, it. It's like a horror movie. You don't want to yeah. be able to see the monster. It, it ruins everything. H- has your dad gotten into, like, mapping the hawk's whereabouts or charting the hawk or anything like that? Um, as far as I know not, because my dad's very busy with... They have chickens, because, of course, they do. Uh, they Gr- have a ground hawks. Yeah, they have ground mm-hmm. hawks. Um, and my dad gets really into, you know, woodworking projects and um, reading new books from the library about the Second World War because he hasn't finished all of them. And <laughs> they, someday they keep he making them. <laughs> it's really, you'd think at a certain point, but it turns out I am, it's a vein you can just keep on tapping. Um, so yeah, it's nice because like my parents, the the level of stasis in the Coaston household, great. Like things that, like they if they if they got a new couch, I think I would need to like, I need to take another two hour long walk. I don't know if I could really come back from that. But um, no, Cincinnati is a place I keep trying to pin down, and then it moves a little bit, and I'm like, mm, can't do that. Not allowed. Stop um, wiggling, Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Well, Cincinnati um, upgrades. They include things like Joe Burrow. Yeah. That's yeah. a pretty good mm-hmm. one. Jane, were you when the, the last time the, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, were you like two? Something like uh, that? Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's 19. They played in 1989. Um, so, yeah, I was two. Uh, the quarterback. It's funny because I actually, they um, YouTube recommended their uh, playoff, their AFC championship game to me from that year. So it was um, against the Bills. And Boomer Esiason was quarterback for the Bengals, which is funny to me now that he has, in my head, he has been a commentator far long, like, in my imagination, he's been a commentator my entire life. 
And it is weird to me to see him actually playing the sport that is why he is paid to comment on things. Which is kind of why I think that if you are a commentator on sports that maybe there's like an expiration date for it just is like, have you been a commentator for longer than you played the sport at a high level? Mm-hmm. You're, you're out of player So for points. every year you play, you get to put a rock in a pile. And for every yeah. year you commentate, <laughs> you have to take a rock out and then you're done. Yes. Yep. Yep. I think that sounds great. Um, did, you, did, certain- you see, did you see the halftime show, by the way? The CBS halftime show? I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. I heard we it were tagged loud. many times in this news event as Why well. Why was everybody tagging us in this show? Because for seven minutes, the CBS <laughs> halftime uh, show, a confusing affair already with at least seven jocks lined up on a desk like some sort of insane blocky review board. Like a, of, like like a man council beef, right? of elders in a space movie. Yeah. In, in like very blocky double-breasted suits. All of them sitting there were drowned out by a loudspeaker for the halftime show mounted immediately next to the set. And yet and, uh, Spencer, tried... what was what was the halftime show? What, Just to what be clear. Tune what, was it? What was it? What 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 we was We finally figured out who this person was because we were trying to figure it out on a previous show. What remember? was the halftime show? It was the oh, fucking Applebee song. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Applebee's song that we bullied off of the college football airwaves, not just that us, the collective, we the collective college about. football internet bullied this song off of college football broadcasts in October, and lo and behold, like a fucking shitty phoenix, here it is, in January, <laughs> in Kansas City, drowning out Boomer Esiason and Bill Cower and co., uh, and and the Chiefs were up twenty one ten at the time, and then they lost. What's that tell you? At the time, I believe Boober Esaias, and there's a clip of him going, "I didn't hear anything you just said, so I'm gonna say my thing." And I was like, "Thank you for finally <laughs> saying it out loud." Sounds, yeah, None of you are TV listening works. to each other at all. <laughs> it is not, I'm just, just pasting screaming. my statement. <laughs> Hall of Famer Bill Cower sitting there getting drowned out by the fucking Applebee song. <laughs> but I need to hear him say whoever runs the ball will control the line of scrimmage. I need it. I'm going to offer a dissent here. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I will regret this the second I have more information about this. But do you know who I have not heard a fucking word about or from outside of this television program since he retired from football, Bill Cower. I, I was thinking that. about that. Like, it's interesting to me because one, he's younger than you think he is. Uh-huh. Like whatever age you think he is, he's younger than that. Because mm-hmm. I, I did not realize that he, appara- he retired like early, which is weird yeah. for the NFL because it feels like people hold on for like a really long time. And he is, let's see, let me, let me do 64. Let me He's 64. Yeah, which and as means soon as, that as soon as he retired, he was NC State's Jack Del Rio, right? Mm-hmm. Like every year, yeah. was like, NC State's going to land Cower. And I don't know if he has. He retired opinions. at 49. God. Like, see, that's <clears> how, maybe this is, maybe he can replace Gene Chizik since Gene has backslid in our knows how to live and how to stay out of everybody's business. Uh, Pedestal. And I'm, uh, he may be a shitty person to work with or have shitty opinions, but I'm just saying I'm not aware of them. And I appreciate that about Bill Cower. Yeah. Yeah. He just like, I, yeah, I just like that. He just like, I don't want to coach. I don't want to do anything. I, the only mm-hmm. reason that there were rumors about me coaching is because they sold their house and then built a new one two miles away, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Also, I have learned that, uh, so Bromer Esiason uh, played for the Bengals from, let's see, <clears throat> from 1984 until 1992. Then he went to the Jets for three years, which is like you do. Grim. Um, it's interesting because he, uh, yeah, they went, Bruce Coslett was, oh, God. Wow. Oh, interesting. no. Yeah, That's and grim. Bruce Coslett, he just like followed, I guess Bruce Coslett just followed him back. But anyway, so then he plays at Arizona for one year in 96, and then he comes back to Cincinnati in 1997. And I have learned from Wikipedia that, um, so the Bengals were very Bengali that year. They won their first game of the season and then lost the next seven. And Jeff Blake, who was the starter, uh, lost the starting quarterback job um, because that's what the Bengals will do to you. Um, also, I did not realize that he was in, Jeff Blake uh, finished sixth in the 1991 Heisman Trophy voting because he was at East Carolina and had just really obscene numbers. Um, oh, he had. Listen, he tore Miami up one night, like on a Thursday. It was great. Um, so then Boomer Sison comes back and they win six out of their final eight. And the Bengals were about to give him the job full time. And then he got an offer from ABC to do Monday Night Football. And he was like, because he would make more money doing commentating <laughs> than playing football. He retired. That's <sighs> it. And I'm like, yeah, Again, that sounds respect. about right. That's a, that's I think that's the other thing is that, like, as I recall, the uh, Bengals still do not have a um, indoor practice facility. And I there I just checked. Um, what? They That's are, why they're so tough. Yeah. Ah, yeah. There's tough. been a lot of stuff. Um, so uh, let's see. There's an article from April of 2021. Another change the team much serial seriously considers an indoor practice facility. Cincinnati remains the northernmost city with an NFL franchise to have a uh, pra- not have a practice facility. However, on the Bengals Reddit channel, there is <clears throat> fact. Guess who hasn't had a COVID outbreak playing in the fresh air? <laughs> We've been playing 4D chess for years. Um, they should they should yeah. try playing football. Yeah, I. I think the reason think they don't. So I think the reason they don't have an. They didn't have an indoor practice facility is because you want to keep the stench outdoors and let it air out. Generally, like yeah, the Bengals franchise, over an you don't. Yeah, area. you don't want to put a lid on that. Yeah, and also because um, they are. Let's see. Uh, an agent described Mike Brown, the uh, owner of the team, who in my head is 3,000 years old. He is 86, and rough, around the same. Uh, he, they, a uh, agent described of, of being a Don Quixote type, pushing back against the forces of salary madness. But also, he just didn't pay for anyone to do anything. He, uh, mm-hmm. he was supposed to sign Warren Sapp in 2004. And I have a que- I, we have a question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, let let Jane keep going. That's right, why here. I raised my I'm hand. I'm saying was um, unobtrusive. He is uh, one of the cheapest people in the history of time, and he um, yeah, he's why they probably don't have a uh, wow. I am the people who don't like who are mad at um, Mike Brown Wikipedia section um, is lengthy. Uh, Corey Dillon, Takiyo Spikes, <laughs> Carl Pickens. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently 
he would deny like you you had to be nice to the Bengals. You had the, he in, they instituted a loyalty clause, which means that they wouldn't pay you if you were mean to the Bengals. Now let's keep in mind the two thousand Bengals were. Let's check. Mm-hmm. Which school was four and twelve to do that? Four and Ooh. twelve. Yeah, yeah. So you had to be Ouch. nice, or else they wouldn't give you money. But yeah, he's very cheap. What was your question? I got distracted. Uh, what happened to Don Quixote? <sighs> Just asking questions, well, folks. He went to the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. Mm. T.J. Hushmanzada, by the way, once said that uh, the Browns, or the, the Bengals, the Browns, the owners, the Bengals mm-hmm. management, and were so cheap that they handed out used jock straps. No. Yeah. In addition to that, most teams on a, ro- on a game will uh, have the whole team together in a hotel, and they didn't do that. <laughs> for the Bengals, so Hushmanzada thought he was inactive, so he went out on like Saturday night real hard, and then they're like, "Hey, bro, you coming in tomorrow for the game?" <laughs> and he, had su- he had to suit up after being at the club all night on Sunday. <laughs> Go Bengals, Jane. I have a question. B e n g a l s. Would you pronounce that, please? Bengals, Bengals, oh, not she Bengals too. Okay, that I, I was the do, No, 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 no. Okay, do I do okay, the bangles okay. thing? Oh, no. A oh, little no. bit? A little like, bit. Really? Like a sh- oh. No, there was like a shade of it because it's I had a, never, yeah. I had never yeah, heard you, this before. Spencer brought it up and now I hear it everywhere. People say this? Apparently. Yeah. Spencer, this is your theory. Go ahead. Yeah, that if you listen and once you hear it, about half of all Americans say bangles. Yeah. Like people from... Not just not just like you figure that Southerners would be the ones who would go ahead and, you know, pull the e-brake and start sliding around the syllables a little bit uh, and really sort of putting a drift on the pronunciation. But no, if you listen, like a lot of the like primarily mid-Atlantic and Northeastern NFL media crew, like people from Long Island are like the bangles, like they say, <laughs> B-A-N. Once you hear yeah. it, you won't unhear it. A lot of them, because it should be. Like if you're real stick up your ass stickler for this, Bengals. That's yeah. right. Bengal. Yeah. That's yeah. But the two mispronunciations that I absolutely love, Bangle is my favorite because people <laughs> just love saying the word. Apparently, just smack right into it. The other one is Bing, like Bingle. Like that's Bing- very yeah. much the Bing- like Bingle. Bingle. Yeah. Like Boomer Esiason says it like that. The Bingles. Yeah. Um, that one's fun. But I have. Half of all Americans say bangles, like it from like California, New York. No, and it's South. like it's like the Yugoslavian civil war. There's no geographic divide. It's house to house fighting over this pronunciation. Yeah, Mel Kiper has a great B E N G A L S with his extremely Baltimore accent. Bangles. Thank you for helping me shed some light See, this on is that one. One of those I... moments in which I think that I have a very like flat midwestern accent of any kind and now i'm just going to be saying bangle 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 yeah bangle. it's like you kind of unintentionally have to start saying bingle like b-i-n-g-l-e which is not a word um it's like it's like course it's like you're making a giant sweeping turn with a boat right because you can't if you turn it too sharply you're just gonna slide off <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you gotta... But you almost have to overcorrect to get to mm-hmm. where you want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of ste- steer into the skid, is that it? Mm. Something? I had another question for you. You get three Bengals to take with you for the Super Bowl to celebrate, who played on really shitty teams but were heroes. I suspect I already know who one of them is. But but who's coming along and getting partial credit for this one? 
Three. Peter Warwick. Uh, mm-hmm. Chad Ochocinco. I hope yes. he's going anyway. I hope that one, I hope the team is bringing him, and two, I just hope that he's just like, I was already there. Like, I hope Chad goes in uniform. Um, and TJ, obviously. Like, they put up with, uh, you know, the death of a teammate. They put up with just like abject nonsense, right and left. I also think, I hope that like somewhere Carson Palmer is enjoying quiet puttering around by himself time and thinking like, that's nice for them. Cause like, I, I, there was a story that like Chad would just start showing up at Carson Palmer's house on random weekdays being like, let's hang out. And Carson would be like, no, no, I'd rather, no, 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 it's, um, I, I mean, I imagine Chad's a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now I, I think that he he was a lot then. And he's now he's just like he just seems like he's kind of a, like aged into himself. Um, he, he they just he just had a baby girl with the apparently the star of selling Tampa. Yeah, this all checks out. Um, and he is uh, he celebrated by getting cigars, Christmas cream donuts, and a tall caramel macchiato. Like dad, <laughs> he's what having, a transition yeah. into elder statesmanhood for him. Um, he is. Uh, he seems to be having just a really nice time. Um, he said apparently he said that he believed in the team um, beforehand, and I just like that. And I think T.J. Hushman's not like there was. This really pleasant era of the Bengals in like 2003 to 2008, in which they were like feisty. And I never really thought that they would just be good, but I thought like feisty is fun. There's like Pat Pat Jones. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a pro, you know, like mildly problematic, but fun, which is something like, you know, kind of like, oh, like, you know, if this te- if these things break right, this team is fun. Like there is a. There was a year in 2004 where the Chiefs were undefeated, and then they they came to Cincinnati at like nine and zero, and Peter Warwick like caught a ball. No, it was a kickoff return, and he ran it back while dragging someone half the half the distance. And I was like, yes, I'm into this. I'm into everything. I subscribe to this newsletter, um, and like you know. Each time they would attempt to go to a playoff game, something terrible would happen. I believe that the uh, 2015-2016 wild card game against the Steelers has been detailed in a past episode. Uh, I watched that game in Auckland, New Zealand on my phone at Ponsonby Central, where Spencer, I believe, has been. Mm -hmm. And I remember standing there at like 11 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and thinking, I'm too good for this. I'm done. (laughs) I'm out. And there's nothing. it, It was nice because you were so separated from it. Like when you're in another like especially a time zone that different like it didn't even feel real like there were pictures of it being cold and i was like what's happening um because it was not cold in auckland and it was just like a different time and a different day and i was like i'm done i'm out and then i've been like you know i don't want to come back to this nothing good happens and then joey burrow came and i was like all right see because the nice thing is that they have kept the fun and feisty part without the players who have gotten arrested slash players who have done bad things slash 
losing in part because of the feistiness. Because let's keep in mind that the losing because of the feistiness was bad. Like, I wrote a whole piece for The Ringer about Vontae's perfect because I thought there was a period where he really, like, spelled out what the NFL was, which is, like, he does this thing. He's really good at the thing. You don't want him to do the thing. Like, the man threatened to kill Matt Barkley in high school and then just was like, you know what? I'm going to double down in college. And, like, mm-hmm. he would have moments of being like, I caused a 15-yard penalty. I got the game-winning fumble. Like, that's what you're, you're, you were going to, and then, and then it turns out that like that balance is really hard to keep and he could not. And, uh, here we are now, but yeah, now the Bengals appear to have managed to merge feisty and good. And that's very I confusing. Was, I was going to suggest that it doesn't really matter whether we put perfect on that list or not. If he wants to, he will be there. Oh yeah. Who will and, stop um, him? Yeah, I feel about him the way I would feel about like Suge Knight, which is that we mm-hmm. should probably stop talking about this immediately. I, I didn't. I didn't say a thing. So I just would no. like to be clear here: everything I have said has been, um, I would hard. argue, complimentary. I um, wanted to. I, I wanted to address one uh, one reader's question um, by answering a little bit of it for you, and then handing off. This is from Will Made Good. Oh, typical. How do you reconcile the coolness of Joe Burrow with Southern Ohio? I'm just going to go ahead and quote after the game when asked whether his diamond pendant medallion thing uh, was real diamonds or not. He said, I make too much money to have fake diamonds. Yep. Yep. While wearing a black turtleneck, which I'm wearing a black turtleneck right now. And I'm just saying, it's a look. And I'm into it. Um, Also, he's... Definitely the most interesting person to come out of that particular area of southeastern Ohio, which could be why his high school has already renamed the stadium for him. Um, You might think that's a little soon, but uh, in the Mm -hmm. plains, it's not soon. It's real not. That's not soon. That's um. Ooh, I I I found um there was some article like Joe Burrow is in for a rude awakening at Arrowhead Stadium and it's like Joe Burrow doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> he's played in De- he's played in Death Valley. He's like they're just like especially because I think that there's sometimes where you have like a welcome to the NFL moment, but if you have played high level SEC football in some senses, not the play cuz like every NFL player mm-hmm. is better than college football players. They just are. Like, that's just how it is. Like, the NFL is the top echelon of players. And then there's Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's very pretty. So, like, beautiful. He is. In his post game interview, I was like, damn. Like, damn. But, like, (laughs) in terms of atmosphere, like, there, you know, I, I am sure, like, I've had friends who've gone to playoff games at Lambeau. Like, it sounds great. But, like, Death Valley always seems like there could be a human sacrifice tonight. Maybe there will be. Maybe there won't Maybe be. Maybe it's We you. don't know. Yeah. Who could tell? Yeah, I, I get that the NFL has, like, multiple, like, notably loud stadiums. But when they do the, like, oh, you can't handle Seattle. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but they, 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 you know, like, 
if you've played at Texas A&M and Alabama and Ohio yeah. State and like on and on, I think they'll I'm be fine. I'm not sure Seattle Stadium is louder than U-dubs. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, hey, you're gonna w- welcome yes, to Arrowhead. I'm like, me. I'm like, you got old people in there. They get they're they're tired. They're brittle. You're in Missouri yeah. now. <laughs> welcome to. Missouri. Are you sure it's that Kansas City? <laughs> really yeah, sure? They- what? Yeah, they, you know, that LSU, that 2019 LSU team also, like, you know, went to Alabama and dropped 46. And just like, just pretty much like, yeah, we just don't care. We just do not care. And I do, I do appreciate that this is the first inter- meeting between Joe Burrow and uh, Odell uh, Beckham Jr. since the incident in which uh, OBJ yeah. showed up <laughs> and just started handing out money. And then there was like, mm, he probably shouldn't have done that. But like, and I was like, but they did it. They beat Clemson. He's just being nice. L- two years. He's of- not even making them go to church to get the money. Mm-hmm. Nope. Funding student athlete experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's two like years NIL, of Baton Rouge, by early. the way. Yeah. Two years of Baton Rouge for Joe Burrow. This is what he comes in as: Ohio State transfer with zero, with zero swag. Joey Burrow, poor accuracy. Two years in Baton Rouge, Cajun cooking left that man as Joe Burrow, number one draft pick. Somehow became a style icon. <laughs> like somehow, proximity. no. Even the know, pictures man. of him, even the pictures of him at Ohio State, like he looks like Craig Krenzel. He's got like a <laughs> white shirt underneath. Oh. Life know, man, to journey, give you blessings. A journey through Joey's social media from high school, like, nah, man, this dude had it all along. Like, he's posting <laughs> on Instagram. He's posting the shit on Instagram. He's like, it dances. They don't let us grind, but student athletes grind all day. <laughs> it's like, man, this guy was always it. This guy was always it. You can find him in fucking wow. like eighth grade talking about like class sucks. Can't wait for football <laughs> practice. <laughs> Pootie Tang is the greatest movie Pootie ever made. Is that is a Joe Burrow. So they put that side by side with like quarterbacks praising cops and stuff, and it's like, no, nah, we we know we know who we're riding with. It's Joe Burrow. <laughs> and the uh, oh oh, he said uh, that my favorite tweet of his. He said, "Feeling like some Arby's." <laughs> And I think sure. he misspelled Arby's or something like that. Like, that's my guy. That's my guy. What a these, darling. These are all fantastic. They're not as great as the Jimmy Garoppolo LOL just saw a longboarder get hit by a car. Jimmy G suits are fantastic. My favorite one every single year when the Niners get eliminated is trying to find some word to watch Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's genuine, okay? He's 100% genuine himbo from from, from the floor up. favorite quarterbacks? <laughs> like, do you just want to, man, Jimmy, do you just want to go, like, have some light beers and watch Entourage? Yeah, man, that's what I want to do. Meanwhile, Matt, in the, uh, on the other side in the Super Bowl, you have Stafford, who's, like, been around so long. Like, his, like, old pictures are from, like, uh, pre-MySpace right mm-hmm. <laughs> like the picture of him doing the keg holding up the keg with the girl well, or whatever yeah, like knew about, how is that photo in color that's so old yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's Ma- also Ma- funny because uh if i let me let me look this up real quick um because i feel like matthew stafford and i like no i'm sorry ages. i gotta stop you there jane that's not a matthew no that's matt that's matt. he'll be mad forever maddie maddie Matt maddie ice um I appreciate Maddie that Rice. our ages map on in this very specific way. Because he's that, like, he's he's born after he was born in February seventh, nineteen eighty eight. But he's like in my like 
He was in college at the same time I was. He was drafted the year I graduated. So it, it, we are. He is the first quarterback where I'm like, you can't call him old. Like, I'm like yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. He's been Harry Combs, like the oldest player in the league, a miracle. <laughs> Thirty-two. Oh, Jane, wait until there's. You're a little bit. You're a little bit behind us, aged ones. Uh, but wait until the first coach who's younger than you. Oh, we are. We are. We are edging dangerously close. Like we got it's coming. that. Like. Colin, people, people giving Colin Klein jobs, and it's funny because when you Google Colin mm. Klein, they're like half of the pictures are him trying to look like a coach, and half of them are like him playing because he played ten seconds ago, and mm-hmm. like it's um I I find it distasteful. Like we're getting we're getting very, we're in the like like there are a couple of coordinators who are younger than I am, and I'm like all mm. right that's fine. Like you got to be young and wily to be a coordinator. No, it's um, not okay. You got to start getting mad at it now, or it's going to take mm. you by surprise when it actually happens. Yeah, I, you, but I, I, will I, tell I do you. appreciate that. For I like that. I'm I'm happy for Matthew Stafford because if you go through his Wikipedia page on all those Lions seasons, I'm just like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I'm Boy. I'm delighted for him to get like, like to that's, do that's anything. Nice. He gets to do anything fun in his entire football career. Like, good, and, good. And, like, he won a game by doing what he is really, really good at, which is throwing a deep ball and then running like hell to spike the ball. He can run to spike a ball like no one has ever seen. We have to keep reminding people that he's good. It yeah. seems like he is the quarterback who we most do that for. That with Matt Stafford, you still have to after years. Well, look at him. I mean, he's sorry. He's so Lions affiliated that even after a year with the Rams, you have to go. He's actually really good. He looks it's it's he. Okay, he has perpetual resting sleepy face. He does. Mm. And I think that's the problem. He always looks sleepy. Shouts out to Odell Beckham, too, for finding a better uh, spot in life. He started the year in Cleveland yep. <laughs> with Baker Mayfield. Hey, then what? <laughs> and then, then his, his dad, dad found struck. a YouTube video <laughs> and his dad started posting. Next thing you know, he's in the Super Bowl. Think about that. That His dad posted him into the posted Super Bowl. His, I know. Thanks, thanks, he's dad. got athletic achievement Archie and talent Manning's behind him. Okay. <laughs> Odell Beckham Sr. was like the power of social media just in found, my hands. Just found like YouTube, the sun. YouTube YouTube videos of Baker Mayfield sucking, and all, <laughs> next thing that's you know. all he did. <laughs> that's all it took. People have the NFL like it's a league, it's a grind, it's for men. Odell Beckham posts a couple of hurtful videos about Baker Mayfield, <laughs> and Odell Beckham Jr. teleports to Los Angeles. That's magic. It's pretty easy. I, um, speaking of also, these it's guys, the most like, it's the most effective sports dating we've seen in a long time. Like we had mm-hmm. that horrifying. Lonzo Ball period of our lives. I hated mm-hmm. that. Cool. And I, but mm-hmm. then now I'm like, did Lonzo? Did that? It kind of worked because, but it just it worked in that now all of his kids seem way less irritating than he is, which is it's effective. Like if you've got kind of like you've got a heel, then everyone mm-hmm. around you looks more babyface. And so yeah, if you've just not, maybe there's just more good sports dadding happening, and I just didn't know about it. Yeah, I think with Lonzo, it's the thing where you tell your, you know, you tell your parents, "Oh, I got a D," and they're like, "What?" And you're like, "Just kidding, a C, right?" And they're see, like, ah, see, that's yeah. a lot. That's not so bad. Yeah. Like, my my NFL fandom is so sad that I watched the Rams and I'm like, I just want 
so I just want Matt Ryan to be traded somewhere and get to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I just want I just want <laughs> I just want the best quarterback in franchise history to leave and get to win for someone else because I've completely given up hope on him winning here. So like watching Matthew Stafford is like it, it I'm like, oh it's it's still possible. What, for your team to win? No. <laughs> for our players to leave and then win. That's what I want. Jason, if you could script a a twilight career for Matt Ryan, what would that look like? Uh, leading the Lions to the Super Bowl and winning it. How about that? Oh, <laughs> Let's go all he'll in. He'll be cold, but he'll be a hero. The cold will preserve. They play his indoors, muscles. and he's from he's from Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. He's from Philadelphia, greatest city in America. Oh God, I keep forgetting that he's the least Philly Philly person I think I've ever known about. Yeah, I think he had to leave because he's their only nice person. Mm. I would. Um, I, I would laugh real hard if Odell Beckham and Odell Beckham Sr. ended up doing the Tim Montgomery celebration. If you remember, Tim Montgomery was the uh, the sprinter for Britain who famously in the Olympics pulls up lame, right? Like he's injured and his dad comes out of the stands and they like walk him across. They walk across the finish line together. Like that's Odell Beckham Sr. this year. Spencer, what are you doing? I'm going to get you across the finish line, buddy. Are, are you implying that was a work? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Let's go ahead. Okay. Let's wow. just go ahead. Wow. Yeah, total okay. work. Wow. Right. Wasn't winning the race. Oh, here comes dad. Just going to go. <laughs> All right. Do that. Wow. Hot, no one else will go out on that limb. Olympic I sticks. just did it. <laughs> Tim, Montgomery, Tim Montgomery's dad's going to show up at my door in seven minutes. He's going to be posting videos. Beat my of ass you, so bad. Of you fucking but you know what? He's going he's gonna to beat your ass, but he'll walk you to the finish. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Is he'll walk me to urgent care. Walk you. <laughs> I'll be like, he really is a great dad. <laughs> so they're crying. He beat my ass so bad, but then he helped me. I love you, man. The Marines are behind us. Like that's right, bro. That's right. <laughs> that's how you do it. Um, Jane, do you have any other final thoughts here on no on on I, the Bengals? I can't believe them in the Super Bowl. It's gonna be like the. It's weird because it's like the Super Bowl has always been like it. It has existed as an entity about which caring has been like a choice. And now mm-hmm. it's like, now I'm locked mm-hmm. in. I'm in. I, and I'm like, oh, this is awful. Caring about the Super Bowl is the weirdest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. I don't recommend it. No. Like, I just, this is, uh, we're, what is it? It's Tuesday. And you got, got, a, like, you got a whole week and a half. You got like oh, fucking yeah. media days next week. That's cool. going to suck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there's already... that like, the, the, when, the, when the Falcons were there last, it was the Friday night when I was like, holy fucking shit. This has been a lot and like there's still an entire day and then it's game day like yeah yeah Yeah, i'm just like you know i've already i i'm like i gotta you know should i pick up a quick hobby like should i learn to do something the next weekend because it just is like ooh macrame Mm. i was gonna get back and when i was a kid i used to like knit potholders and no one ever Mm -hmm. used the potholder but i just kept producing potholders it was kind of like a it was a very like soviet armaments post-war where it's just like i'm just gonna keep making this stuff you're not using it we'll just put it in um a place but you know, uh, an oversized knit potholder is just a puppy blanket waiting to happen they'd appreciate they could chew on it and they would love mm-hmm. that they will chew on basically anything but uh yeah so it, it's real weird it, it's disconcerting i mean i think that this is i i was thinking, i was trying to figure out how to write about this and i'm not sure if i can come up with something but there is something about like when it's your team and it's like a team that isn't supposed to be there, like not even the like, nobody believed in us. And I'm like, no, 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 no one believed in this. Nobody like should a, have believed in us. No, yeah, no, it's yeah, like, with you know, good fucking reason. 
Like, if it turns out that, like, Zoroastrianism is true and that we should have just been worshipping Ahura Mazda this whole time, I will be shocked. That'll be a real thing that I'm going to be like, well, I did not see that. Like, uh, genuinely, I did not believe in this. It's like that. The Bengals are Zoroastrianism. Maybe I should just get on board. Yeah, the color scheme is very dualist. 